Welcome everyone to Gabbing with Babish. My name is John Newman. I'm a big fan of the hit YouTube cooking show Binging with Babish. And my name is James Nichols, and I'm also a big fan of the internet cooking show Binging with Babish. Binging with Babish is a YouTube cooking show where Andrew Ray makes the food from film and television, and we're going to talk about it. Yes, we are. Episode 218, baby! 218. Yeah. We've been doing it a while. How are you, James? Very long time. I'm doing all right, Johnny. Uh, it's Monday. You know. It sure is. But for you, Monday. listener, it's Wednesday. It or is. a different day. You can listen to this whenever you want. Maybe it's 2045 and you're just right. tuning in in your bunker um, to break up the day of harvesting rat meat. Yeah, yeah. I love a world where the uh, uh, where infrastructure is crumbled, but the uh, iTunes... Uh, or not iTunes, you know. I'm Listen, this audio is ne- it, it'll never die. All right, it will surpass humanity. Uh, when bugs take over, our audio will still be here. You know, I watched a documentary about volcanoes last night, and a bunch of people died while filming volcanoes. Uh, it's amazing how they still get the footage. You see a volcano coming towards them, and they go, "Oh no!" And they're like, "How do you have that footage?" Yeah, very strange. Was it that uh, movie about those two weird people who like to fuck and do volcanoes? The French people? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Have you seen it? I haven't, but I heard a lot about it. It looked really interesting, but everything I heard was like, these are two like people who cannot exist in the world and just want to have sex and do volcanoes. And like that was it. Like They just want to be there. It seemed very uh, strange. There's very little about sex in it. I think you've ascribed. I know, but they like married each other, so that's what marriage is, right? It's just sex. I that's, think so. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're a married couple who are volcanologists or whatever. Volcanologists, I believe. No, no, I said it, though I like the way I said it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, speaking of saying words wrong, do you want to introduce our guest? Uh, yeah, speaking of vol- volcanologists, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Joe Strix. Star of the hit film Joe versus the Volcano. It was based on my life. <laughs> Who won? Me. <laughs> you, I, I'm still here. Where's the volcano yeah, 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 of this yeah, podcast? Yeah. That's a great point. <laughs> Yeah, what if James introduced our guest one week and it was a volcano? (laughs) (laughs) Joe versus a volcano too, volcano revenge. That's what it would be. (laughs) Volcano strikes back. Uh, Hey, boys, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Thank you for being here. Uh, Should we we uh, end the podcast now? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty good. (laughs) You you said a thing and you took a sip of water and I think that's all the people really want. Um, Things are good. Have we been eating anything fun? we have uh, i mean it sounds like james i know you had yourself a nice little food night uh the other night after a comedy show that we all went to together. i did although i was uh i was a little disappointed in what i ended up getting we I went uh, a group of us uh celebrated the death of um the the viking funeral of uh good for you comedy, comedy. the greatest comedy show in the history of new york um, it was a very fun time um and then we went to remedy diner on the lower east side and i had wonderful some of the best mozzarella sticks i've ever had in my entire life truly wow. they were the biggest mozzarella sticks i've ever had they were so big they were they were almost too big because one was a little cold in the middle because that's how big they were but the rest <laughs> were perfect they were giant and crispy and amazing and then i had a cuban that was just okay cuban person yeah <laughs> it was a cuban named natalie portman oh um, delicious wait can you go back to so they were or they weren't some of the best mozzarella sticks? They were. They had. were great. One was one of them one was, was just a good. little cold in the middle. It was okay. the exception that proved the rule. Correct. Because they were so big, 
it didn't get all the way to the middle. But the other ones got all the way to the middle and were fine. There was just one that was just a little cold. That's all it was. To me, I would, if I had one cold mozzarella stick, I would then, if someone asked me how the mozzarella sticks were, I would describe them as, eh, not that great. One of them was cold in the middle. But see, that's one out of five. Come on, dude. It was great. And that's why, uh, every that's the thing is the other four were the best mozzarella sticks I've ever had. It's like those four dentists who really love a certain toothpaste and then yeah. one dentist doesn't love it so much. Yeah. I demand perfection in my diners and when I don't <laughs> yeah. get it. Yeah, you demand at twelve fifteen on a busy Saturday night. You right. demand all, all your food to be perfect. You should have yelled really. Loose. You should have yelled really loud and said, "This will be in my Times review," and then walk out. <laughs> oh, we should put out GWB Times, <laughs> and it'll be uh, our our thing. Will say something like, uh, "Democracy dies uh, because we don't write about it enough." We'll, we'll kind of crib from all the other major papers. You know, we'll call ourselves like the gray. The, the hot gray lady, right? Will be better than the real gray lady. The point is, we should start a newspaper. I hear it's an, a burgeoning <laughs> opportunity. Yeah, I hear good things about newspapers these days. We leave the world of podcasting and we hit the newspaper game hard. It's the future. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, then I had just an okay Cuban. Cubano. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, how about yourself? Um, I. I'm done with my dumb little diet. So this weekend, uh, I got half a loaf of sourdough from a bakery right around the corner. Joe's standing up because he loves to do visual jokes for an audio medium. Uh, and made some toasts on Saturday with some ricotta and some prosciutto on it. That was very good. And did you oh. violently shit because your body wasn't used to anything that was on there? Did the, no, glu- I actually, did the gluten and the dairy just explode your insides? I actually did quite well with it for whatever reason. I, I thought that was going to happen. Maybe but. it's because you don't need to take a crazy restrictive diet because your body's able to handle these things. No, no, no. Yeah. Johnny, do this every year for the rest of our lives. <laughs> it's just a mechanism for me being able to like exercise and eat healthy. Yeah. As you know, I'm better than you. And, and I, as a result... <laughs> I, all the boys are exercising a little more this year, which is nice. That's true. I'm going to the gym after this. Oh, oh wow. That's, okay, you're not better than us. But well, uh, <laughs> well, are you guys going to the gym after this? I was no, 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 in the I worked, gym already. I worked, I, worked, I worked out this morning. Like, uh, yeah. Well, I will like have been the one person. to have most recently worked out after this podcast, which puts me in the lead. So suck my butt. <laughs> you know what? You got me there. Yeah, suck in the entirety ideal, of my butt. In an ideal world, what time would you go to the gym? Uh, 12 <laughs> noon when after I wake up at 11.45 because I don't have to work. Yeah, that does sound really good. <laughs> yeah, doesn't that sound awesome? Nobody else is at the gym. It's not crowded. It would be amazing. Hold on. Hold on. An ideal world is one in which I do not have to work out because I'm in peak physical condition at all times. <clears throat> that's a great – That is, and that's how peak physical condition works is, is you do not have to maintain it at all. Yeah. There's no one that, ever does – Oh, sorry, go ahead, Johnny. There's that Jim a bit where he talks about seeing in-shape people at the gym, and he says, what are you doing here? You're done. Yeah. <laughs> That is very say, much how I would treat it if I ever got in in the, shape. The, we need like a we deserve a Twilight episode, a Twilight Zone episode about like the the no, flipped no, Twilight world. episode. So yeah, a Twilight a Twilight Zone episode about a flipped world where like going to the gym is an unhealthy thing, <laughs> <laughs> or like a Black Mirror type deal, whatever the modern version of like <laughs> sci-fi that has a twist that can get you about thirty minutes worth of a story out of it. You know, yeah. I feel like that one maybe you can get 10 minutes 
And then we've got a, a yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we need to make a, a show where people with abs are the enemy. That's what we yeah. need. <laughs> yeah, something for me, finally. Yeah, yeah, if you have abs, you're a bad person. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Tucker. You should, a, you should be ashamed of yourself. Tucker and Ian, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Calling out specific cowards way early. Um, I... Uh, well, nobody asked Joe. This is it is apropos. (laughs) I did go, uh, we went and saw Moulin Rouge uh, on Friday night with Amanda and Joe. I don't speak French. What does that mean? It means sorry, it means red Moulin. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it was great, it was a very ridiculous show. It was like campy as hell and horny as hell. Uh, a lot of butts and boobs and dicks. Uh, and then afterwards, we went to Junior's Cheesecake, uh, where your boy got cheesecake. What From kind, junior? you might ask? Brownie. <laughs> it was aggressive. <laughs> but it was also fucking delicious. And then uh, the next day, we went to Pastis, which is down in like, the meatpacking district. Um, and I got a croque madame. And probably... Oh, should have gotten a burger, but it was still very good. And now, what does croak madame mean? It means Mrs. Croak. It's it's a okay, it's a good. yeah, it's a toad sandwich. It's a it's Mrs. Toad technically. Two for two. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, and we went to um, uh, Coney Island and got a hot dog from Nathan's Famous. I've had a great, healthy weekend. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, like it. Did you just get cheesecake at Junior's? I lived in Brooklyn for seven years, eight years, and I never went to Junior's, and I feel like I made a mistake. Oh, two things. Now first I can't off, go back. I'm not allowed. First off, we, we went to Mama Mia, which is in Times Square or near Times Square. I thought you for, went to Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Before Moulin Rouge, we went to. You went to two well, plays. No. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Don't Everybody, stop. Everybody, stop. Mama Explain Mia is a stuff. restaurant. On 44th Avenue. It's also Avenue. a movie and maybe No, it's a, a movie. It's a yeah. movie. <laughs> okay, sorry. Let me rephrase. We went to Mamma Mia 2, Papa Pia. And <laughs> uh, we, uh, we ate there for dinner before the show. We went to the show. We went and met up with a couple friends who were in the show afterwards at the Juniors in Times Square. Oh, it wasn't cheesecake. real Juniors. No, I guess it would be the offshoot Satellite Juniors. Junior, uh, juniors. You went to the juniors the, cheesecake, junior. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was delicious. Amanda got a hot fudge sundae, and our friends got dinner because they hadn't eaten before the show. <laughs> What'd they get? Uh, chicken tenders and a turkey club. Wow! Oh, you went Broadway to the restaurant like with child. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, our our friend who is in uh, who is in Moulin Rouge, their his wedding, their wedding. Um, he got to be in charge of the food, and he eats like like what a child dreams eating as an adult would be, which is like predominantly chicken fingers, mashed potatoes. Like he doesn't, (laughs) he barely touches vegetables and fruits and stuff and has an insane body. Uh, It's not fair, but he almost exclusively eats chicken tenders. And I wish I had his life. Hmm. Well, I'll have to try to do an exchange between the two of you. (laughs) Thank you. I'll figure it. I'll figure it out. I appreciate Um, that. Here's something I was thinking about and had a conversation the other day. If you, uh, could only eat hand foods for the rest of your life or fork foods for the rest of your life, which one would you choose? And so you have to you have to take the food 
and it's either like it's either a fork food or it's a hand food. It's not like you can eat a Snickers bar with a fork. Like pizza is a hand food. So you take the food oh, and you wow. have to categorize it as one of the two and you can only have those foods now. It's tough. Do, I can make an argument for both. Do spoon foods fall this, into the fork category? In this world you can't have spoon foods. So you you, you could choose They don't spoon. exist. No soups. So you could choose spoon foods, but that just feels like a bad choice. And I will say, I I feel like I'm leaning towards hand foods for this reason, because I feel like if you were served a soup in this world, you could pick up the bowl with your hands. No, no, you see, this is my this is my point is that soup, we agree, is a spoon food. Therefore, if you're in the hand world, you cannot have soup. Well, and Johnny, like a, I think you have to agree that there are soups, salads, sandwiches, and meats in the same no, world. Is, are there not? No. So, wait, wait, so, so to clarify here, to clarify, yes, you could still have like a, a chicken Caesar wrap is a hand food, but a chicken Caesar salad is a fork food. Correct. Yes. I think I have to go fork foods because I think while I think it's the a healthier most, choice, yeah, it's definitely the healthier choice, and while the most Fun foods are hand, hand foods. foods. I yeah. think the better quality foods are fork foods. So right. I would have to do that. This is where I landed too. It was basically, yeah. I think I'm going to miss, I, if I had my druthers, I think I would pick hand foods. But to be a I, functioning member of society, I think yeah. I'd be a, a fork. I person. love when you get your druthers too, Johnny. I think that's very important. You. I like um, when you give me druthers. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm falling in the same category. If, and, and, this is the stupidest driving reason, but it's going to not using hand foods is going to cut down on opportunities where I accidentally bite my hands. And I think that's important too. <laughs> Great rationale. <laughs> Speaking um, of hand foods. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, James. No, I was just, I was thinking about that. Cause like what's nice about the fork foods is I could still get things like Chipotle. I would just get the burrito bowl. Totally. You yeah, just miss it, out on tortillas. Right. It's just I, I this is a world you're living in now where you can never have pizza, which is just a real sad mm. place to be. Wait, oh, and this is a sad thing. If it if you can't do hand foods, does that mean no bread? Mm. Um because like, think about like spaghetti, that's that's no, but if it's like spaghetti, I can't sop up the, the... Right, correct. Oh, that is yeah. such a bummer. Isn't it? There's a lot of bummer things. You I'll just have out. to lick hamburgers, the plate. chicken sandwiches. Hold up. Like, that means there's a lot of bummer foods. Cookies What's are that? out. Most baked oh, goods are yeah. out. God you see, this damn it! Is, hand foods are more fun, but I, I'm starting to turn the tides here. I might no, but we still foods. have we still have pies. We still have cake. Bad True. to leave with but pie. Like, good to close with cake. I'm mostly like concerned with the social situation type stuff. Like you go to dinner with your in laws. And like they are serving, you know, a pork tenderloin or something. And you go, right, and do you I'm have anything that hands. I can, do you have anything where I can make this more of a sandwich? I, I, see, I think that's a good moment to assert your dominance and pick up the entire pork tenderloin with your hands and sort of just, eat it like a giant hot dog sausage. Just wrap it in some foil and just eat it like a, like a Slim but, Jim. But, here's, like a but, swarma, also, yeah. but in, in, in the parameters I've set in this world... The general consensus would be that pork tenderloin is a fork food, so you're not even allowed to eat. So you have to go there mm. and not eat. I, I, you yeah. have to I ask like, them I like specifically these, for a hand food. Yeah, I like these strict parameters. I, which I which I love because then everyone everywhere I go has to make me chicken tenders. Like instead of creating a vegan option, right, exactly. you are forced to create a hand food option for anyone yeah, yeah, who's yeah. attending. I've noticed on your menu you don't have any hand food options. That seems pretty <laughs> limiting. <laughs> 
<laughs> like Michelin star restaurants would have to differentiate whether they are fork food Michelin or hand food Michelin. <laughs> I love it. And like, I, it would be a real bummer if it's like a really nice day. Like someone puts like a rack of lit lamb in front of you. And you go like, great rack, but I can't have this. Can you please get me the chicken tenders from the back? <laughs> great rack, but I can't have this. What is this? Something that a gay guy might say, Johnny? Come wow. on. Uh, the point is, Joe, you took my pure of <laughs> pure of heart thing. <laughs> yeah, and I made it much worse. Uh, I also, I, it sucks that the way that we divide our society is through uh, a bunch of stupid things all the time, and not this. You know, we should fight wars yeah. over this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I would go to war over this. Yeah, <laughs> I would lay down my life for fork foods. Religion, political affiliation, pass. No, how do you eat your food, <laughs> idiot? Uh, speaking of going to war, specifically for your father's company, should we talk about <laughs> Billy Madison? Masterful. Absolutely masterful. Thank you. Johnny, Johnny the, maybe the best you've ever done. Best segue <laughs> of all time. Uh, yeah. I love this movie. It's a great movie. It's a classic. It really is. I love, I love Billy Madison. I wonder if I saw Billy Madison now with fresh eyes and like I had never seen it before, what my take would be. But in my mind, Billy Madison is a triumph. I don't think it would hold up nearly as well <coughs> there's still like some undeniably funny moments but it is very dated sure um it's if you're time. looking if you're looking at it fresh but it's still so funny like yeah. it's i think it's it's probably because it's i if i'm not mistaken it's like the first deployment of like adam sandler man child like it's the first in the run of like what is it this water boy happy gilmore um yeah you yeah, know, I believe so. Big Daddy, Little Nicky, like that whole stretch, I think is teed off by this. And, you know, it's the OG. Let's look at Adam Sandler's filmography and see what, what? that run in the 90s looked like. Was this I, like, I have, this was like, this was like 94? While you're pulling it up, this is 95. I have the trivia pulled up. Did you know uh, that the kids loved to play with Adam Sandler? That's in the trivia. <laughs> Great. Uh, Billy Madison's 95, Happy Gilmore, 96, uh, The Wedding Singer, 98, right. The Waterboy, 98, Big Daddy, 99, Little Nicky, 2000. What a run. Uh, the Animal, 2001, well, Punch on. Drunk Love, 2002, Mr. Deeds, 2002, Eight Crazy Nights, 2002, The Hot Chick, 2002, Anger Management, 2003. He Hold was on. just in so Hold many on. movies. We need to examine year. just that 2002 year because what range to do Punch Drunk Love and also what the what was it the Animal whatever Mr. that other weird Rob Schneider vehicle was. Mister Deeds, Eight Crazy Nights, and A Day with the Meatballs, and also the Hot <laughs> Chick. <laughs> All right, the Hot. He chick. was in five movies in 2002. That was also that great run of Rob Schneider being a different thing movies. Do you remember on Do you remember on South Park when they made fun of Rob Schneider and they were like, "This summer, Rob Schneider is a stapler." <laughs> it was like just a giant size Rob Schneider being a stapler. Uh, yeah, all that to say, Billy Madison's great. Probably aspects of it don't hold up, but it's also like that kind of stupid humor where some of it is kind of timeless in its infantil- infantility. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's definitely also one of the movies. I've probably quoted more than any movie. I feel like our generation loves to quote this movie. Loves to quote. There's also just like, uh, yeah, there's like deep. My brother and I quote one. The 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 line we quote each other is like, "That's assault, brother." 
That's my <laughs> yeah. favorite. Oh, God, that's so... I dare you to touch her boobs. That's assault, brother. There are a lot of little <laughs> gems. The one, I, the one I remember from middle school tickling a certain part of my brain because a friend of mine pulled it out in the, in the most perfect moment was uh, <laughs> at lunch and a buddy of mine was done with his lunch and he points to me and goes, how about you sideburns? You want some of this milk? <laughs> the part where he's in the bathtub and he has the fight between shampoo and conditioner and then it ends by him looking at the swan and saying, stop looking at me, swan. And that's the end of the scene. It had me rolling as a child. Sure. How could it not? Uh, I also love ending a song with just asking people if they have any more gum. I think that I think that's <laughs> like the acme of comedic genius. <laughs> All right, so Billy Madison, we should give it a watch soon and see if it holds up or see if we go, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we oh, were on the so subject. wrong. <laughs> Boys, I got to say, I feel like we're having a productive episode. Like, the energy's up. We're vibing. Uh, I think yeah, that's the kind that of feeling. Right? I think Are that's you... the kind of feeling any coward would want to have. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> I would agree. Maybe I would. Gang. That's why we here at Gabbing with Babish, the podcast ostensibly about a YouTube cooking show, are all about the sweet little green boost in a bottle that is Magic Mind. I, just FYI, have been slamming down shots of Magic Mind for about a week now, and I'm going to be honest, I feel like I could fight God. Sometimes I'll have it alongside my morning coffee. Sometimes I don't even feel like I need coffee because of how good Magic Mind makes me feel, which again, is like I could fight God and win. Uh, thanks to Magic Mind, I've been sleeping better, eating better, feeling more creative. I'm even exercising more uh, for my upcoming fight against God, which you may have heard me mention earlier. But what's in Magic Mind, you might ask? What makes, mag- what makes Magic Mind so powerful that you'll feel like you could roundhouse a higher power out of this plane of existence, right? The answer, my friends, is simple. Matcha. Matcha is basically nature's extended release version of caffeine, so you can fight faster and stronger. Plus, Magic Mind has ashwagandha, which is proven to reduce stress and anxiety, two things you want to keep on the low side as you prefer, prepare to fight the heavenly creator. My point in all this is that I strongly and genuinely recommend giving Magic Mind a shot. Deity melees aside, I stand behind the product and have enjoyed what it has done for my energy and productivity. So, dear cowards, if you're so inclined to feel positively superhuman like me, I'd recommend checking out Magic Mind at magicmind.co slash Gabbing with Babish and using the discount code Gabbing with Babish twenty for fifty six percent off your first subscription or twenty percent off your first one time purchase. Once again, that's MagicMind.co slash Gabbing with Babish. You did not mishear me, cowards. I said fifty six percent off or twenty percent. That offer only lasts for the next ten days. So consider jumping on the Magic Mind Express and join me in punching the sky. Thanks, Joey. Always Joey. good when, uh, when a guest go- comes in and uh, you know delivers a read. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna real quick. It cannot be stressed enough that that is a real ad. Yeah, it that's only a real took ad, us. Folks. It only took us 218 episodes to actually get sponsored on this podcast, and it'll only go on for 218. <laughs> and it'll only go on for the 218. <laughs> Shout out to Magic Mind. It really has been a nice thing to have uh, in my life. Great. Let's talk about Sloppy Joes. Yes. Uh, Sloppy Josephs, if you're uh, me. I feel like it has to be Joe. It's, if it, was, it was like a neat Joseph, and then it became a Sloppy Joe. Well, that's what the end of this episode gets at. A neat, he yeah, makes a, he a, makes a Joseph tidy is, Joseph. <laughs> no, yeah. A neat Joseph is just a hamburger. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, actually, 
So he makes an easy version, he makes a babish version, then he does like a fine dining version. Uh, I, I like the idea very much of calling it a tidy Joseph at the very end. <laughs> Shout out, that's trademarked. We got it. We, now we have to hit him up. What a, what a great thing to get a second sponsor, and it's just the actual binging with Babbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he should sponsor us. Um, uh, let's talk about the three iterations. The first one, extremely, uh, we've all had it. It's a bun from a bag. It's a it's a bit of ground beef, and it's manwich sauce all put together as a sloppy joe. Did we have sloppy joes as a child? Was that each a part of our experiences? Oh yeah. It was a it was a staple of my household um because it's it sloppy joe is probably like the working parents savior where it's just like I'm just throwing two things in a pot and it's ready to go. Yeah. Having said that, if I never tasted sloppy joe again in my life, I would die a happy man. I fucking hate sloppy joe. They're so <laughs> trash. They're garbage food. For children, I never want them ever again. I'll say this. I grew up not enjoying them because, uh, I don't know. I just, I felt like I never had, had it's them It's beef good. with ketchup. How could you not love it, sure. Joe? I, which, again, to your point, <laughs> it should have worked. It should have clicked. Amanda has made good, like, adult version Sloppy Joes where it's, like, a little bit more work on the sauce and we use turkey, ground turkey instead. But I take your point that it's, like, yeah, it is ostensibly just for stressed parents to feed multiple children at once. I remember going through waves as a child. I think there was a phase where I hated Sloppy Joes, and then I think I really liked them for a time. And now I feel it's been so long since I've had one, I feel kind of indifferent towards them. Yeah, I definitely loved them as a kid, but like now I like remember the taste, and if I was served it now, I'd be like, I don't want this. There's nothing I want less than this sandwich. Is the is the ketchup a big <laughs> stopping point for you? Like, what if that was taken out of the equation and it was like a no, more like what we have here, like a more plussed up sauce? Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. It's like because it's like a tomato based thing. I'm not just, I'm not sure. wild about that. There's not there's not a lot of like flavor in there. It's just like. You know how I don't know. you know how you know what um, I would do is I would just make I would just make ground beef for tacos and I would just put that yeah. on a bun and eat that. That sounds great. Uh, you know how they, like in Italian restaurants or like certain Italian families they'll call red sauce gravy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the Midwest, Sloppy Joe makes his gravy. That's our thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought he did a good bit in this episode where he. Uh, threw all the store-bought ones together and then pretended like that was the end of the episode like a minute in. I thought that was funny. That was a fun bit. And boy, would it have been great if that was the episode. Um, and then I wouldn't <laughs> I have got to... James' hopes up because wouldn't right have... after this, boy, did he make a dough. Boy, did he make a dough. And I <laughs> I uh, finally took this opportunity to not um, punish myself with it, and I just went and got water, and I didn't watch that portion of the episode, and I don't think I missed anything. James, if... Oh, you missed a lot. <laughs> If someone said to you tomorrow, hey, I'm going to give you $1 million if you make a loaf of bread today, but you can't look at any recipe or anything like that, have you watched dozens of videos of a guy making bread to help you? What would you say? Uh, I could definitely do it. It would taste like shit. Um, I would spend most of the time would be spent on me going out and buying a stand mixer because I don't have one. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. How hard is it to make a shaggy dough? Well, first you got to get a Scooby dough to pair it with. <laughs> Johnny, back to you. I, uh, you should know the answer to that question, James, because you've watched hundreds of videos of him making yeah. dough. 
No, I mean, watched is a strong term. I've been here while they've been on, and I, I usually take that time to just zone out and think about anything else going on in the world. I think I could make a holla pretty quickly if yeah, but you've done that to do before. so without help. That doesn't count. Yeah, no, Joe, the, no your, your assignment was, is a rido. The question was, Joe, can you make the bread of your people? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I can I can forget to add yeast. Right. That's why Joe gets to make a holla and James, you have to make a burger bun. <laughs> That's right, bitch. <laughs> bitch. Um, yeah, the so the first one, very standard. The second one he makes, like he makes like a homemade version of a sloppy joe. It does look very good. The buns he makes look great. He takes them out of the oven, douses them in butter, and then toasts them up. I bet they were a great vehicle for a mm-hmm. sloppy joe. It did look nice. Um, it was a potato. Like, it's a potato roll too, I should say. Yeah, and I was looking. I liked the sauce he was making until he was like, "Ah, and what the hell? Let's throw some ketchup in there." Or was that the last sauce? That was the last sauce. Oh, there was never ketchup. Mind. There was ketchup in the second one, but ketchup Just is like take a main ketchup out of all of these. Get them out of all of these, and it'll be they'll all be better. <laughs> um, the peppers that, like, and stuff looked what, good. Th- that's what makes it a sloppy Joe. <laughs> yeah, but get it out. It stinks. I feel like I I feel like I know the answer to this. You're you're probably one of these people who uh you know would crucify someone for putting ketchup on a hot dog, yeah? No, not really. I don't. Okay. I never has that has that become like a thing in the last like three years where people decided to be assholes about that? I think the internet in general oh, they, yeah, that's been around I think the internet while. in general is getting more and more out of control about what belongs and doesn't belong. I feel like a couple of years ago when we when we were young on this podcast, one of the big things we noticed a lot on the internet was the <laughs> difference between uh, people got real mad about a grilled cheese versus a melt. And I feel like that type of thinking yeah. has pervaded into like all types of stuff. Like people get real mad when you show like a picture of a cheesesteak and you have peppers in it and like people go, that's not a cheesesteak if you have peppers in yeah. it. It's like, yes it is. You're a dick. Yeah. But like the No, I was just saying, but like the the ketchup on a hot dog specifically feels like there's been an uptick of it in the last like three years. There's a very funny joke. I just think there's been an uptick of everything in that category. Yeah, because there's like a very funny joke on the bear about it. But like before that, I don't remember it being like that big a deal. I don't get ketchup on my hot dog. I don't think it's that weird. But like it sticks in my mind because when I was a kid, and I think I've told the story in the pod before, but at Detroit Tigers games, there was a singing hot dog guy. He would sing operatically yeah. the word hot dogs, right? And I was uh, I was very happy because he was in our section one time. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get a hot dog from the singing hot dog guy. And I asked for ketchup on it. And then he like, he's like, you get ketchup on a hot dog? And I was a kid. So I went home and cried, right? He was like, fuck and, you, uh, kid. And then he spit in your face <laughs> and on your yeah. hot dog. And then he... And then he sang right into my ear and exploded my eardrum. Uh, but yeah, it's the kind of thing that I think people like to be shitty about. But like, like you say in the, in the bear, James, like someone asks what kind of asshole puts ketchup on a hot dog. It's like kids, kids put ketchup on hot dogs. A, a yeah. child. Yeah. A child. Right. Asshole. But I don't know. I'm, I've expanded my tastes since then. Point is, do you guys want to know about the origin of sloppy joes? Sure. All right. One theory of the sandwich's origin is that in 1917, Havana, Cuba bar owner Jose Sloppy Joe Abeal Iotero uh, created a simple sandwich filled with ground beef stewed in tomatoes. This is possibly his interpretation of Ropa Vieja. Uh, that's one. We don't need to go into the rest. I want to know. 
I do and I don't know want to know how he got the nickname Sloppy Joe. <laughs> that is not a man. <laughs> yeah, it does. It. Do you think though? After he got named that, he's like, oh, no, I need to invent a sandwich now so people can divert attention <laughs> yeah, away from I don't know if that's an oh, no, though. I think like, he's Wait like, a second. Did you, say, did you say your name was Sloppy Joe? <laughs> this feels like a hedonist who's like, yeah, I am Sloppy Joe. In fact, I'm so awesome as Sloppy Joe, you should have to eat my namesake. And, and, and it's sloppiness. Uh, Yikes. There are also... Um, Theories about its origins in loose meat sandwiches, which are sold, which started in Sioux City, Iowa. So there's that. That's definitely better. Right. That's definitely better branding than loose meat sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Come on down and have our loose meat sandwich. <laughs> the, the most drab husband and wife, like, like restaurant yeah. owners. Now, when you say loose meat, does that mean it's going to like fall apart and go everywhere? And you're like, no, no, yeah, well, that's exactly that's what, what it means. No, it's slutty meat. Yeah. It's got. It's gonna grow cartoonish little legs and run around. All the meat's loose. All right. Now that we all have one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the third version of Sloppy Joe's that he makes is a fancy pants. Neither of you still have still seen the menu, have you? So no, going back, going weekend, back no. to your point a little bit ago of. Uh, I feel like everything in the last few years have been heightened food-wise. Like when we started this podcast, Babish was. I mean, it was blowing up, but it wasn't nearly as. Like, I feel like there's a million YouTube channels of food now, and I feel like food is just much more pervasive and, like, shows like The Bear. And, like, I, one of yeah. the things I liked about that movie is I think I was trying to, like, course correct it by making a horror film out of making fun of fine dining. Anyway, all this to say yeah. is uh, the third Fancy Pants version he makes looks good, but it's also ridiculous. But I think Babish knows that it's ridiculous. Like, he's doing it Yeah, it, it feels like a tongue-in-cheek. Tongue in yeah, absolutely. Right. So he makes a steak tartare with kind of a... I don't know, how would you describe it? Like a Sloppy Joe-esque sauce as part of the tartare? It's like, yeah, it's like a gumbo sauce on steak tartare. He he roasts, um, he confits cherry tomatoes and garlic in a an illegal amount of olive oil um, so that he can top up the, like, meat disc of steak tartare. And then he makes his own burger buns that he turns into crostini. Um, looks good. Uh, looks it, like I would enjoy it. It looked... Yeah, absolutely. It delicious. did look really good. I had really good steak tartare on Saturday, and I, uh, it can be little. It was very mustard forward. This one that I had, I like. I that. feel like something like this one gives a little more. You know, obviously that like gumbo spice flavor, which would be very tasty. Yeah, I'm into it. So yeah, steak tartare is great. Big fan. Um, do we have? Oh, and then I love that he um, minced up bacon and included it in there. I thought that was a nice touch. I totally missed that. I didn't even know that he did that. Oh, yeah. It was in the sauce. Nice. Yeah. In the sauce. A little smokiness. Um, no, he added it into the meat mixture. Right? No, I think it was part of the sauce. Well, I'm never going to agree. So, Yeah. <laughs> um, quick side note, just back to the, our, our previous cooking adventures. Because he adds red wine vinegar into all of his iterations, uh, or all of his the, the two secondary iterations, uh... Amanda's mom was visiting this weekend. We watched uh, Worst Cooks in America at one point. Uh, and someone tried to make a pasta sauce with like a goat cheese cream base, but also red wine. And it, uh, I almost threw up. It was the worst cooking instincts I think <laughs> I've ever seen. Like nice. I'm not awesome in the kitchen just yet, but like adding red wine to a cream based sauce feels 
like detached from reality. It was incredible. You know what I like? Red wine and Ambien. I listen to John Mayer. <laughs> uh, do we have any other things that we want to call these besides Tidy Josephs? <clears throat> I had a couple other synonyms that I wanted to try out. No, I would love to see. I would love to see your list of what you were doing instead of paying attention to our conversation. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I have just, these are just other things we could use besides tidy, and they're not going to work because they're worse. Uh, dexterous Josephs, orderly Josephs, okay. and graceful Josephs. No, graceful Josephs sounds like a dessert. <laughs> and orderly Josephs is a cleaning service. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which just leaves Dexter's Joseph's, which is an upscale uh, women's gigolo service. <laughs> Should we correspond with the coward? Let's do it. Sure. All righty then. Ace Ventura. All right. This one comes to us from our aforementioned pal, Tucker. He says, wow, okay. <laughs> that's the subject? See, the pr- that's Great. the subject. Wow, okay. See, the problem with with saving my email for a month is, for a month plus is you missed my hot chocolate milk discussion being in context of the hot chocolate episode, uh, in which you were adamant that warmed chocolate milk is not hot chocolate. Whatever. Uh, hey, Tucker, great point. But also, get bent. I have to agree that swimming is absolutely the worst. Used to love it and won an event in the state championship in high school. Prove it! Whoa! Uh, but it, <laughs> sorry, but it resulted in me tearing my labrum and having to have an involved surgery to reconstruct integral shoulder shoulder muscles. Yeah, don't swim. <laughs> sorry to laugh at that, but that was a, a solid. Like, I think that's a, catch. I think that's a great email because it uh, thoroughly and uh, purposefully tells John to get fucked. So I love and it. And there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's everyone, more- everyone knows that. If you swim, you're going to tear your labrum. Yeah. Classic thing that happens to every single yes. person. Every single swimmer ever has torn their labrum at some point. It's not if, it's when. There's there's one more little addendum here. Uh, Tucker adds, I have to agree that the best route to 42-pack abs is to eat everything and not work out. Um, although I only got six after working out, so clearly I did something wrong. Also, analytical chemistry is the absolute worst class. Slide whistle me out. Collegiate coward Tucker. Not a slide whistle. I had one of those zoomy things. Uh, but Tucker, thank you for the email. And I'm sorry about your shoulder. Um, but you got a six pack, so get bent. Um, <laughs> yeah, tearing your labrum sounds horrible. I had a friend who tore his labrum and his shoulder used to pop out of its socket while he was sleeping. He would just roll over in his sleep and like the way his arm was while he was sleeping, he would wake up to the pain of his shoulder popping out. And then he'd just have to like jerk it back in. I don't like that. Sounded like a true nightmare. (laughs) Uh, I did have two more stray notes from this episode that that I'd like to share. Uh, One is that when he makes the, when Babish makes the potato rolls, uh, he says to form them into six perfectly even balls, uh, which I think would be a great (laughs) alternate name for our podcast. And your next one. Okay. Sorry. Last, last, last note uh, is, uh, that he also talks about um, when you're when you're mixing up your sloppy Joe mix that you're you're uh, messing with your meat, and I think that's a great alternative name for this podcast. Guys, uh, 
if you like the podcast, and why would you with those two finishing notes? There's no reason you should. Uh, please like and subscribe. Give us those five-star reviews. Uh, if you want to follow us for more content, we're at Gabba Bad with Twitter. We're Gabba Bad on Instagram. Uh, if you want to send us your emails with your questions, comments, queries, concerns, send those to GabbaWithBabish at gmail.com. Tell us how much you like Magic Mind. Wait, wait, wait. Bye. Go buy Magic Mind. Bye. Bye.